stop, listen, and ask yourself, have you ever pondered at the idea that there may be something to the other side? If so, and you're hearing my voice for the first time, then you may have just fallen into the void. Hey everybody, it's your boy Dapper Troy from POW Gaming here on Twitch, and I'm falling with G-Man into the void. Hey there, hello there, bats and ghouls, and welcome to a dark episode of Into the Void, the podcast that talks about anything and everything paranormal. I am, as always, your ghost host with the most G-Man, bringing you the latest things that go bump in the night, real ghostly encounters, Halloween events, and Halloween-related news. It is wonderful to be back here at Undercity Comics in B-E-A-Utiful, Whittier, California, and we're another day closer to my favorite day of the year, Halloween. Joining me back in studio is a man who has been waiting for the planets to align and the veil to open to return to this mysterious topic. But before we get into this dark episode, it's time for me to do what I love to do, and that is give a big shout out to Caffeinated Coven Company. Is that Daily Cup of Joe lacking that shocking jolt of excitement? Well then, check out all the latest Halloween decals and stickers at the Caffeinated Coven Company. This one-woman run shop has what you need to add some creep to your daily ritual. Owner and creator Caroline Hernandez not only has a love for all things Halloween, horror, and coffee, but uses her passion to give back to the community that has helped her business grow. For more information, visit Caffeinated Coven Company on Instagram at CaffeinatedCovenCO and visit her website at CaffeinatedCovenCO.com. That's CaffeinatedCovenCO.com. And of course, what kind of podcast would we be without a word from our sponsor for this episode? That's not going. Nope. How about this? No. Uh, that's it. Master. I'm not going. Master, what seems to be the problem? Well, Igor, if you must know, I cannot find a single thing to wear, and I am taking the missus out tonight. Well, Master, why don't you head on over to lovepainandstitches.com? What is this Love Pain and Stitches? Love Pain and Stitches creates and designs unique handbags for the macabre lifestyle. Their handcrafted bags are made with quality materials and perhaps a hint of magic. You can complete your ensemble with the Pride of the Monster crossbody bag from the Vixen Collection designed by Michelin Pitt. Or perhaps you prefer a lovely green or purple glitter pumpkin shoulder bag from their Trick or Trash Collection. Only the most top quality bags found in the dumpster can complete the gray banshee look you seek. <laughs> Love Pain and Stitches. Be sure to visit their website, lovepainandstitches.com, to find the perfect handbag to suit your individual taste. And don't forget to browse their accessories for keychains, pins, and <laughs> stickers. I love stickers. Love Pain and Stitches. Find them at lovepainandstitches.com and follow them on Instagram at lovepainandstitches. 
Welcome back, bats and ghouls, to the podcast that dares to venture into the realm of the unknown. But to do this, I'll need some help from a man who fears not the dark, but the things that lie in wait within. Bats and ghouls, please welcome a man who makes the ghoulies shake and the tombstones quake. The one, the only, the strange one. Thanks, you man. Great to be back. Hello, listeners. Strange one, thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I'm excited to be back here in studio with you to discuss this particular topic, as I know how eager you've been to continue this discussion. Now, for this episode, we'll be expanding on shadow people, but this has a little bit of a twist to it. Not only will we be talking about shadow people, but also their correlation to sleep. And we'll find out about this phenomenon and more. But first, here is the strange one with... Hey there, Bats and Ghouls. Welcome back to Cauldron News. It's nothing you expected, but everything you wanted. In this segment, we will highlight some of the latest updates on social events such as Halloween conventions, haunts, and Halloween fundraisers. Basically, anything we can pull together to help you come together and join a community of horror and Halloween enthusiasts. So, let's get strange. Starting from the furthest event out to the most current. Looking for an unforgettable world-class car wash experience through a haunted tunnel? Well then... Head on over to the Haunted Car Wash Tunnel of Terra OC, hosted by Big Wave Car Wash, which is located at 2219 West Lincoln Avenue in Anaheim, California. The Tunnel of Terra OC Haunted Car Wash is a carefully curated experience filled with ghosts and ghouls popping up throughout the wash and special effects providing a terrifyingly creepy atmosphere. This event will take place on each Thursday and Friday in October within 30-minute intervals between 5 and 10 p.m. and provides a premium car wash to each vehicle in participation. Tickets must be purchased in advance and be sure to review the vehicle restrictions. Visit their webpage at tunnelofterroroc.com. That's tunnelofterroroc.com. Starting as a simple pop-up where small shops within the Halloween community could unite and showcase their hard work and love for the Halloween spirit, Salem's Market has exploded into a mid-sized Halloween extravaganza with dozens of spooky stalls filled with food, drink, and merchandise vendors. Plenty of photo opportunities, live music, and much more will be available. Be sure to get there early to make sure you don't miss out on all the fun. Salem's Market is a two-day event at the Elks Lodge in Garden Grove, California at 11551 Trask Avenue. The event will take place on October 2nd between 12 and 7 p.m. and October 3rd between 12 and 6 p.m. Free for children 12 and under and $7 for adults, VIP options are available. For tickets and event information, visit SalemsMarketEvents.com and don't forget to visit their Facebook and Instagram pages at Salem's Market. The city of Laguna Niguel is excited to announce the return of their terrifying haunted trails. This three-day event is sure to leave your dreams haunted by the undead and monsters from the dark. This year's event will be limited to reservation only and is likely to sell out fast. Reservations will open on Monday, October 4th at 8 a.m. and can be made online at cityoflagunaniguel.org forward slash registration or in person at the Crown Valley Community Center. For a more family-friendly event on Saturday, October 23rd and Sunday, October 24th, Haunted Trails will feature a Staying Alive hours between 4 to 6 p.m. This portion of the event is tailored for children under the age of 8 years old or those who prefer a less haunting experience. Participants can experience the trail before dusk in the absence of fog, monsters, and strobe lights. Group rate for both versions of the event is $40 for groups up to eight persons. Be sure to make your reservation before tickets are sold out. Again, you can make your reservation online at cityoflagunaniguel.org forward slash registration 
or in person at the Crown Valley Community Center. G-Man, back to you. Well, thank you, strange one. That was well done. Thank you. (laughs) Well, bats and ghouls, we have reached the ominous portion of this episode where we get to dive into the void and come out on the other side amongst the shadow people. As I mentioned before, Cauldron News, this discussion on shadow people comes with a bit of a twist. As we will be discussing not only shadow people, but their sinister relationship with sleep paralysis. For those of you who have experienced this terrifying sensation, you'll recall what it feels like to be half awake and unable to move or speak. You know, I can remember the countless times I have had that feeling of helplessness, unable to budge or call out. But there's so much we don't know about why this happens. Is this an unexplainable science? Could this be a paranormal occurrence? Well, bats and ghouls, it's time to grab your crystals and light some sage as I leave you in the capable hands of the strange one who has done quite a bit of research on this topic. As he gives us the 411, really consider what he has to say. You never know. You might learn something new. David, can I have some mood music, please? Perfect. Throughout history and across the world, many people have experienced the terrifying sensation known as sleep paralysis. Now, sleep paralysis is a feeling of being conscious but unable to move. It occurs when a person passes between the stages of wakefulness and sleep. During these transitions, you may be unable to move or speak for a few seconds up to a few minutes. However, in some cases, people also reported feeling pressure, choking, or shortness of breath. And in some cases, people have reported seeing or hearing things that weren't there. Now, some knowledgeists and psychologists say that these instances are nothing more than our minds struggling to separate dream from reality, similar to having a lucid dream. Coupled with the sleep paralysis, we have a tendency to create a scenario where we are being attacked. And you know what? That makes sense, except for one very specific detail in many of these stories. Countless people across the world and over the centuries have described waking to seeing a demon or shadow either sitting, lying, pressing down on their chest, or even standing at their bedside or at the foot of their bed. But that's not the crazy part. Several groups of people have described the entity they have seen with specific details matching other descriptions across the world. Some people have described seeing a hooded figure or an old lady or witch or a man with red eyes who sometimes is wearing a brimmed hat. Does this sound familiar? In our last segment of the Shadow Chronicles, we discussed these exact entities. If this is your first time listening to the show, be sure to go back and have a listen to episode 10 of season 2 to get a brief recap as we introduced the hooded shadow, the old hag, the red eye, and the hat man. If you did tune in to the previous mentioned episode, then you'll recall back to our last segment of the Shadow Chronicles that these entities are also known 
as negative shadows, meaning their presence is an indication of dark intent. Now, G-Man, tell me, how is it possible that people who are on opposite sides of the world are having similar encounters during these episodes of sleep paralysis? That is a really good question. That's actually a question that's been making me uh, ponder before we even did this episode, because it does make me wonder, how is it that, how is that possible? How is it possible that I'm over here in the U.S. and someone over in like Russia, Russia or, or Germany is having the same experiences that I'm having here? There's got to be some sort of connection, some sort of correlation between how this is happening. I personally feel like, and this is just me, in my opinion, ley lines have something to do with it. Yeah. Um, and as I mentioned, uh, psychologists and somnologists, they have their own theories. And one of the theories is actually that um, it's media um our minds are, are basically um, subjugated to all this media and and uh, and propaganda as far as like movies oh, and everything goes. Okay. So um, they suggest that some people who have similar instances because sleep paralysis is a common um, symptom right. throughout the world. It's right. not something that's new or sporadic. It's not very rare. It's actually very common. Right. Um, so they suggest that because they have this one common denominator. Okay. That they have a medium that connects them already. Now, if they say perhaps like scary movies, mm -hmm. such as perhaps Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. We see that Freddy obviously has a brimmed hat. So they say that um, people who associate these uh, entities or rather these, these thoughts or, or, you know, that they create them in their mind. Their mind goes to a dream state and they identify, you know, the, uh, the by pareidolia that these things are real mm. and that they're in a, they're halfway between sleep and dream. And it, they, they create a real feeling, a real sensation behind it. So what you're saying is that our subconscious is bringing up the most recent thing that we, that it can possibly uh, think of. Yeah. Interesting. And honestly, I, I would agree with a lot of that, except it's too coincidental. I mean, there are places in the world that aren't, they aren't privy to some of the information, some of the, the movies and such that we have or have created over the years. There right. people who have never heard certain things. And I would go as far as to say that it's nearly impossible because this has actually been happening over the years, these centuries before some of these characters that they, they, they are sure are the reasons that these these entities take on these shapes. Are we talking about civilizations that have had sleep paralysis way before media and all this that came up? Yes. There was actually an ancient Greece, um, psychologist, uh, who described by, uh, the incident of one of his patients, his patient said that a demon sat upon his chest as he slept. What's funny is we, we a lot of people don't know that story, but, right? But they can recreate that story now. Interesting. A lot of people always describe the same type of uh, of instances where something was on their chest, something was standing at the foot of their bed, something was looking at them, something was floating above their head. Um, so there is just so much coincidence behind it that it seems a little too sporadic, right? For it to be specifically right. a mental you know, depiction of, of these entities that we're just creating these thoughts. Well, strange one, I got to say, this is all very interesting and extremely disturbing. Now I know we're not done just yet because I am curious about the intent of these entities, but before we get into that, it's time for a word from our sponsor for this episode. 
Well, hey there, Mats and Ghouls. G-Man here. You know, when I'm looking to accessorize my Halloween attire, I go to lovepainandstitches.com. Love, Paint, and Stitches. They bring you the thriftiest and spookiest handbags, purses, and accessories. Love, Paint, and Stitches is a mom and son team dedicated to designing and creating unique bags for the macabre lifestyle and for the spooky at heart since 2013. They offer customer handcrafted bags made with quality material and just a pinch of magic. The Love, Paint, and Stitches team strives to be creative with their designs and consistently work on making new and uniquely different bags that any Halloween lover could fall in love with. Love, Pain, and Stitches is a truly magical and devoted to their craft and continue to bring the night ablaze with their Vixen, Trick or Trash, and Pumpkin Cult collections. Visit lovepainandstitches.com to find the perfect bag to suit your individual taste. And don't forget to browse their accessories for keychains, pins, and stickers. Also, you can follow them on Instagram at Love, Pain, and Stitches. Welcome back, Bats and Ghouls, to the podcast that takes you into the dark realm of shadow people. So, Strange One, what exactly is the intent of these entities? Well, we can only really speculate on what we've either experienced ourselves or what has been reported by others who have encountered these entities. Let's get into who these entities are, and maybe we can determine what their intent may be. Sounds good to me. So, the hooded shadow has often been seen as a reaper. As you may know, the reaper is seen as a claimer of life, a harbinger of death, a collector of souls. So, is the hooded really a negative spirit? Because oftentimes, as you know, death is something that we all experience. Right. And if the hooded figure is in fact a grim reaper, should you really fear this this entity? That's a very good question. Um, I want to say no. Right, but um, but I could be wrong. Yeah, and and the question is, um, if it was, if it were a, an an ominous or a malevolent entity, an, a spirit, then perhaps they are claiming souls that are not yet ripe. Interesting. That's an yeah. interesting way to put it. Maybe earlier than they should, in a sense, um, or maybe just it's our time, and and he's there to claim, you know claim us for for the afterlife who knows hmm. there's you know it, like i said you can only really speculate and just go with what we know for you know from experience or what we've ex- you know heard or seen from others now from what i've seen in videos capturing red eye shadows or listening to tellings of encounters with these entities it seems that these are the most mischievous entities of the bunch these entities, you know, the red eye, have a tendency to lash out and cause harm. Objects have been reported to have been thrown or dropped with a suspicion that this was meant to harm or hurt them. It describes, it is described to emit an ominous or malicious aura. So, I don't know, these, these ones are the ones that, that are, I guess, you see red eyes, you run. Right. You know, it's funny because you're saying that they, they manage to pick up objects and throw objects. It almost sounds like a poltergeist, like like in the, the same category of poltergeist. Right. Exactly. And um, I mean, I I was, of course, looking into videos and, and such and, and trying to uh, understand these entities a little bit better and, and such. And um, but there was this man who he actually didn't even notice that 
there was a shadow, but he heard things going on in his basement, of course, mm. as many things happen. Right? why I stay away from basements unless they've been made into an actual lounge area. Um, actually, um, there is there is a couple of uh, people on YouTube that I follow. Mm. I won't mention now because I'm not really promoting, but as an example, they actually do have very nice basements that are very um, well furnished. Mm. There's carpet, there's a bar, but they are experiencing a lot of uh, paranormal activity in their basements. Interesting. It's pretty intense. But um, as far as red eggs go, there was this one where he didn't notice anything was going on, but he happened to, of course, be filming filming his, you know, on his phone because he wanted to see whatever it was that was down there and have evidence that he had it. Now, he didn't notice until afterwards, but as he turned his camera to go back upstairs, um, in the last moment bet- between turning and hitting the wall, like turning, you know, crossing the wall, okay, um, there was a shadow, and at the slight moment, the eyes glowed red. Ooh. Now, uh, he was having a lot of uh, issues with uh, poltergeists okay. where things were moving, you know, things were falling and either missing him by a, an inch or actually hitting him on the shoulder. Uh, his dog was freaked out. So, um, you know, red eyed shadows, I think, are probably going to be more of the danger that, you know, yeah, you these, them. these shadows, these red eye figure shadows that show up, it's, uh, it's like they are the, they come up as the angry spirits. They're, for some reason, they're very upset, very angry, whether it's the fact that, you know, their space has been taken over. Um, I don't know. It's really interesting. And again, on that subject line of uh, poltergeist, um, it's very interesting the fact that they are throwing stuff. Mm-hmm. Almost like, I don't know if it's not to get your attention, but to make you leave. Yeah, they're trying to scare you away. Yeah. And who's to say that, you know, they're not threatened by you? Right. You know? Right. Because it could be a two-way street. You know, you, you, you threaten their existence, maybe. Perhaps you bring in uh, an energy that it conflicts with their own, so, of course, all they can do is lash out. Yeah, absolutely. But, but who can really say? Going into our, our next entity, we find the, the old hag. Now, the old hag is often seen as a dark witch. People have often described their experience with this entity as draining, uh, as though their energy or breath is being pulled from their bodies. And uh, to be frank, G-Man, this is where I actually do have personal experience with sleep paralysis and a shadow entity. Oh, that's right. That's right, strange one. I remember you you, uh, had mentioned that you had your own personal experience yeah, so uh, in, our, in our last uh, episode of Shadow People, of the Chronicles of Shadow People, um, I mentioned that there was a story that I wasn't going to get into until a future episode. And are you ready, listeners? Here's my story. So I was about mm, 13 or 14 years old, either my eighth grade or going into my freshman year of high school. And at the time... I shared a room with my brother. We were only a year apart. You know, I was, you know, I, I'm a year older. But he, to be frank, was kind of still afraid of the dark. <laughs> so uh, we left the hallway light open and the door was cracked open. Uh, and when I say cracked open, I mean, majority of the door was just open. And my bed was adjacent the open door. I can reach out into the hallway with one arm and tap on the cupboard that was in the hallway. That's how close to, to this uh, this door and this light that I was. And I only mention that so that you understand that there's no confusion when I say there was a shadow sitting on my chest. 
I woke up one night, short of breath, barely able to move. I can move my fingers, I can wiggle my toes, but I couldn't move and it was hard to breathe. And as my eyes focused from the light pouring into the room, I noticed that there was a dark spot in front of me. It just hovered just above my chest, but I felt it as though pressing down. And I couldn't think at the time, but I could have sworn that there was a face in that darkness. A woman with long flowy hair. All I can do was close my eyes and muster some courage to just say, get off. I opened my eyes and she's still there. And I was able to shout, get off. And finally, I could breathe. I sat up on my bed. I turned on the light in the room. My brother remained asleep because he can sleep through an earthquake. And all I know is I had to get up. I went to the bathroom. I washed my face again. And I I couldn't sleep. I was afraid. But with certainty, I knew and I know that there was something that night. Something that wanted something from me. And... I have to say that after researching later on in life and as an adult, reflecting back to that night, I know that I know that I had an encounter with the old hag. That is some creepiness going on there, strange one. Yeah. And like I said, the, the, the door was open. So the light was pouring in. There was no, there was nothing that could block right. light in front of me like that. You know, it was obvious that there was something there, you know, because as I, as I compare from the corner of my eye, I see that the light still hit the corner of the room where my brother slept. So I know that there was still light coming in, but for the life of me, there was something in front of me, something just right above me that was keeping me down. You know, I'm glad we're talking about this right now, because as I sat here listening to your experience when it comes to sleep paralysis and and having to deal with these types of uh, possible entities that are attacking you, I think back to a time, uh, my military days, in my barracks, I was just thinking about this. And for some reason, it really hit me when you were talking about how you were the, the portion when you were yelling, get, get off, get out. You know what I mean? Like that was really interesting because... I remember a time when I was in my barracks and these, these barracks that I, that I was staying in just a brick building. Um, it's kind of like being in a dorm room, uh, a two, two man dorm room. And, um, my bed was, um, the bed was, was basically in the pathway, not in the pathway, but next to the pathway of the doorway. Um, and our, our, we had a little, we had a little refrigerator, little kitchen area. Um, I had my bed and then I had this like, I guess you could say, uh, wall closet or whatever. And then on the other side was my, my, uh, my roommate's bed. Okay. So like a studio, um, yeah, yeah. It was like a studio apartment, but you, and you, 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 uh, you cut it off with your own, um, wall closet. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I do recall this though. I was in bed. Um, I was on the phone with a friend of mine back then. I was really good friends with this person. I won't, I'll leave out names just to be, you know, uh, nice and not get in trouble here. Um, but I remember we were on the phone. Uh, we were having a long conversation. I think just talking about whatever the heck we want to talk about. And, um, I was falling asleep. Um, and the one thing that I can remember the most 
is that feeling of it felt like somebody was on me. I mean, we're talking pressure being pushed down on my back. And I recalled the person that I was on the phone with, I was trying to yell. Like I remember trying to yell and like nothing was coming out of my mouth. I mean, no voice, nothing. But the person that was on the phone who heard me told me, hey, relax, you're fine. Calm down. Everything's okay. You're fine. I'm still here. And that was the weirdest thing ever because it felt like somebody had not just put pressure on my back, but it felt like they had climbed onto the bed. Like I was awake, but I wasn't awake. My eyes were closed, but my ears were wide open. And I could just like... Mm -hmm hear the creaking noise of someone crawling on my bed and then all of a sudden that pressure was being pushed on my back like all the air that I ever had in in my lungs was being forced out yeah and it's it's the same thing that happened and you and I both went to Rio Hondo Community College so I don't know if you recall the green room and everyone talking about the green room being haunted and all that stuff the same thing happened when I was in the green room do you remember that brown couch that used to be up there? I don't know if it's yeah. still up there now, but so I, I recall being, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I was ditching class at the time. And uh, by the way, bats and ghouls, don't, don't ditch school. Be cool. Stay in school. All right. Um, but I, I was on the couch taking a nap and I recall that same feeling that somebody was putting pressure on my back. And once again, all the air was being forced out. And I remember telling myself, get up, gee, man, get up, get up. You got to move, move your arms, do something, get up. I remember my brain was freaking out. And again, trying to call out to somebody and nobody can hear me because my, almost like my voice was just gone. And it's such a weird feeling. So the fact that you had that, the fact that I've had that, multiple people have had that around the world, it's, it's, there's, there's got to be no coincidence here. Something has got to be going on or there, there's got to be some sort of connection or something. I mean, that was such an uh, eerie experience, which I imagine for you, strange one, it was an eerie experience as well. Yeah, it was, especially since my mom didn't like the conversation about those things. And she just tells me, just pray about it. Um, and so I really didn't bring it up to anybody. I didn't want anybody to be saying anything, to be looking at me differently. My brothers, especially that right. just tease me saying that I'm, I'm having bad dreams and such. But, you know, I, you know me for a while now, you know, I'm, I'm fairly logical. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so I will analyze anything before I even um, you know, start to speculate on what it could be. Now, this was years ago. Mind you, like I said, that was like 13, 14 years ago. It was like 20 years ago at this right. point. And so it's taken me almost that, that long to come to terms and kind of finally figure what this thing could have been. Now, as far as entities go, I think that with the hag, the old hag, I believe this is a spirit that actually is a life draining spirit. They're actually trying to live in a sense or, or just, you know, experience life through you, you know, mm. and taking that life from you for what, you know, right. your, whether it be your health, because I have actually, I've heard stories where entities like this drain your health, right. right? Drain your breath, making, you know, they're literally taking your life from you. It, it's, it's funny. Cause again, I, I, when I picture it, like when I think about it, 
it, it's very unsettling to think about. But when I picture it, I guess the only way, the best way I can picture it, and I know this is going to sound ridiculous, but I think of the Dementors from Harry Potter when they started sucking the life out of Harry and, you know, whoever else was around. That's what I get from that. I actually was associating with something else. That's Hocus Pocus. Ah, okay, okay, all right, sucking the life force out of children, and therefore uh, these these entities, the quite possibly the old hag, that makes more sense. Okay, I see where you're coming from. I like that. I do like that. Again, creepy, but I like it. Yeah, and I didn't pull that together until later on. Like as I was putting this research together, it reminded me of that scene in Hocus Pocus where the witches are trying to steal the life force of these children, right, to live longer. Now, what what's to say that uh, you know, in some sort of ritual, that by stealing this life force, they can uh, you know essentially summon themselves back to our plane of existence? Interesting. Who's to know? Right. Who can say? And how much you know energy is required for these things to happen? And have they actually happened? So moving forward to our last entity in this conversation um, is the hat man. From what I've come to believe is that the hat man is a spectator or sign signal of death. In many descriptions of encounters with the hat man, it's been said that someone close to the individual who's experiencing this entity will be dying soon or will die soon. It's uncertain if they are instigators of these events that cause this death or simply like to be present for these deaths just watchers you know and i bring that because there have been photos there have been uh videos where they capture somebody with you know a a shadow with a a brimmed hat that's right yeah and um families who are people who have come across these entities have never necessarily experienced anything personally happen to them however someone close to them Maybe a grandmother, maybe a neighbor, maybe a friend has passed away. We don't know if it's a result of something that this entity has done, this entity has caused, or if they're just there to look. They, you know, maybe they're, you know, as being a spectator, they're, they actually want to witness something this specific. We can't really say. Again, it's all speculation, but from what we've come to see and what we've come to notice that they're around death. That's interesting. Would you... I'm, quite, I'm, I'm curious because I just thought about this too. Would you associate the Hat Man with the Mothman? Um, I would say similarly. Okay. And what's funny is I actually was uh, uh I saved a Mothman documentary uh, on my TV. I was oh. like, oh, I gotta watch this later. <laughs> then, I was like, but I'm focusing on 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 the Hat Man. I'm focusing on Shadow right, People. Right. I gotta stick to my topics. So I can get through this. But um. I would say similarly, yes, but uh, the Mothman was said to be uh, somebody or something that was um, causing premonitions. Interesting. Whereas the Hat Man, I believe, is someone who's not necessarily, you know, causing or, or giving premonitions, but is just present for these events. Uh, as an example, I would imagine that if we were to discuss the Mothman, that the Hat Man would have been present to observe the incidents, whereas mm. the Mothman would have only been announcing them okay okay so the mothman would then be a club promoter and the hat man (laughs) would be a guest (laughs) i like that mothman is the club promoter while hat man is a guest of the mothman's club (laughs) 
<laughs> I like that. I, I really like that. Oh, well, strange one. This has been, again, uh, absolutely fascinating. I love this uh, this topic. Um, it's a very creepy topic that I know a lot of people uh, love to hear about. Sometimes don't love to hear about, but they listen anyways because they're just as curious as we are. And I love that. So this is, again, wonderful. Um, I know we're running out of time, but I believe it's w- time for one last word from our sponsor for this episode. Suffering from lack of interest of your average clothing apparel and accessories? Does your plain Jane shirt fail to excite you? Not to worry. This is a common occurrence and thankfully can be easily remedied. Cursed Creatures. Cursed Creatures has the shockingly appealing apparel and accessories to liven up any night. Bring the excitement in your evenings back from the dead with any of the exciting cursed items from Cursed Creatures. Cursed Creatures has everything you could need to brighten up the dark corners of the cemetery, including monster masks, pins, stickers, patches, and plushies. And be sure not to miss out on the exciting t-shirts they carry at Cursed Creatures. With mummies, vampires, werewolves, and bats, you will find all you need for an evening stroll through the graveyard at Cursed Creatures. Just visit them at cursedcreatures.bigcartel.com That's cursedcreatures.bigcartel.com All right, I believe that's all the time we have for this episode. If you enjoyed what you heard here, be sure to tune into any of our previous episodes, which you can find on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and now, Bats and Ghouls, we are on Amazon Music. That's right. Check out Amazon Music. You can find us on Amazon Music. Also, give us a follow on both of our social media pages, Facebook at PodParanormal87, Instagram at VoidPodcast18, and be sure to visit the Strange Ones page on Instagram, the underscore ITB underscore Strange One. That's the underscore ITB underscore Strange One. You can also visit our website at IntoTheVoidPod.com to check out all of our latest in-studio picks and more. Did you know we have a YouTube channel? Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel, Into the Void Podcast. And before I forget, check out our show's store on Etsy. That's right. You can be the proud owner of some amazing Into the Void memorabilia. From mugs and t-shirts to pillows and more, you can find it all in our Etsy store. Just search Into the Void Shop Store. That's Into the Void Shop Store. And lastly, a big thank you to the strange one for joining me on today's episode. Be sure to join me in the next episode as we welcome Shanna Stoker, whose last name may sound familiar. So be sure to tune in to the next episode. All right, bats and ghouls, I need to go do the Monster Mash. So until then, I'm G-Man, and I want to thank you for falling with me into the void. (laughs) 